Hmm, that's weird. That's weird. Kind of weary me out. You are a sad, strange little man. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's just crazy. Isn't that weird? That's weird, man. It's strange. What's up, campers? Welcome back to episode 170 of Camp Strange. I am your camp counselor, Alex Tobin. And I am your other camp counselor, Oil Can Henry. And we're back to bring the spooky, wacky, weird, strange, and Scottish? Oh. I didn't ask you your word. You didn't. I did that on purpose. I had one. It's fine. I don't need you. It's fine. I don't need you. Bye. Anyway. Um, that was a pretty good episode. Okay, yeah. let's wrap it up. <laughs> Um, no, but before, oh, you want to, you have news. Before I do have, in, I have, before I have, we go into the news, you have news. I have massive news. I was waiting massive. for you to lead me in with it because I haven't told you yet. There's a reason why my name is Oil Can Henry today. Why? It, will you notice, uh, <laughs> I fixed my chair after like eight months of me saying I'm going to do it. I finally flipped it over. I tightened down all the screws and whatnot and I oiled the hinges so they would stop squeaking all the goddamn time. Did you use WD-40 or did you use oil? I used like a, a three-in-one house oil that's made for like door hinges or like sliding doors. Uh, you, you, can't, like, you can't be an average Joe like all of us who just go with no. WD-40. Yeah, three-in-one house oil. Shit's nice. Let me You're tell so you. blue collar. Three-in-one, man. You can put that on um, your bike chains if you need to. <laughs> um, well, congrats. That's a big, big day. Hey, it's it's not for me. It's mine's for all little, of you listening. I feel like I feel like mine's mine's not squeaking, but it's you know it's, it's, the, it's got some. It's the little things that add up. People don't think about. Well, you guys, you don't get to see it because I get to see David on Facetime. But what he usually sits in is not a computer chair because of the squeakiness. He sits in a a complete clear <laughs> chair. It the the previous house owners left it. Um, I don't know it's, why. It's beautiful. It has metal legs and it's completely clear. The whole thing is like, what is it called? Poly- polyurethane or what yeah, is I don't, that? What I, is don't, poly- I don't know, but it's yeah, it's just thick, transparent plastic, um, and it's got gold legs. It's not a bad chair. It's pretty comfy. Uh, it doesn't squeak. Uh, but yeah, no, that kid, that was a freebie. polyurethane. Polyurethane is what you use to stain wood. Why did I say that? I don't know. You can tell I'm white collar. Yeah. You know? You're wearing a I'll white stick, shirt. I'll stick to I'll stick to the WD forty. Leave the three oil boils to you. Yeah. You know. Hey, but, hey, but uh, you know it's, it was good freebie. Came at the house. Yeah, and you it looked great <laughs> when you sat in it from the back. You know, if you if you, if you guys know what I'm saying. You send <laughs> that bad like boy smushed... naked, you're gonna see some strange <laughs> things from underneath. Real, real smushed flat ass. Yeah. <laughs> suspended in air bare butt anyway. balls and back <laughs> anyway. um but we gotta oh i got another thing what's i got what, what do you got i got some news i ordered uh one of our new shirts because we but don't he, have them here we order them as well yeah and i ordered one and i thought i was a medium holy shit dude what i was about to flex and bust out of that thing yeah it, it, it is it's pretty so tight f- it is so fucking tiny on me. It's one of those tight fitting slim boy I, shirts, which I gotta go. I gotta go give it to somebody who's a medium. I think uh, I gotta go get me a large now. I'm, I'm, I was like, what the fuck? Uh, you could mail it but, to me. I'll give it to my uh, wife. Then she'll never wear it. Like the other yeah. ones I gave her. 
Shouldn't even listen like to this the shit. Ed, like the other wives? <laughs> what do you mean the other ones? The other shirts, the other Camp oh. Strange. I bought her one of every Camp Strange shirt, and I've never seen her wear them. Really? Not even to bed? She no. can't even, like, fake her pride? No. Oh, my God. She doesn't listen. She's not going to hear this. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah, she's... <laughs> Come on, just put it on in the radio and put on headphones. We need the optics. Yeah. We need the listens. Anyway, but we've got to catch you up on any news, okay? And uh, I got some news right here. As woman finds husband's body while getting Christmas decorations eight months after she reported him missing. Oh, Christ. <laughs> That's going to stink. I just thought it was really interesting. So um, this was in Illinois. And uh, apparently this man, who was 53 years old, Richard Madge, Madge, Richard Madge, um, he disappeared on April 27th, I think. It says Christmas decorations, so I, I feel like this article's old, but, like, you know how this fucking, yeah. you know, they just, they'd be slanging uh, articles at us all. They just recycle these articles. But I'd never read this one, and she was looking for uh, some Christmas ornaments or something like that. And here's the thing. I know what you're thinking. How did she find her husband? I was thinking, my first question was, where the hell could this guy have been? The attic. She didn't know. See, that's what I thought. I thought he got stuck behind. That's where all my Christmas shit is. I thought he fell in the freezer or something like that, you know? Because, like, how's it not smelling? Getting getting Christmas things? Christmas steaks. Oh, okay. I I misheard you. I thought you were saying Christmas decorations. No, no. no, That was a fucking joke. I can't believe you just said yes and Christmas steaks. What? I don't know what the fuck a Christmas steak is. It's not a I, ain't, thing I don't that... go to church. <laughs> the body of Christ has it's now Jesus become chops. Has become pork. Uh, yeah, it's it's a bit, it's a big slab of beef now. Not pork. It's not pork. Uh, Jesus would never eat the pork. Jesus <laughs> chops. Parasites. Um, but. No, I was saying that she was going to search for Christmas ornaments. So I'm guessing this took place before December. That's why I'm thinking this article is like old or something. Okay. But, or she'd just be like fucking beating everybody to the punch, get the Christmas tree up early this oh, year, yeah. you know? Oh, it's going to so, look nice in July. It's going to look nice. But here's the thing, too. Uh, found out she's a she's a hoarder. Okay. Okay, so everything's making a lot more sense now. So uh, it says that she was uh, – so they they smelled something weird in her house after her husband went missing. They're like, oh, like, you know, husband's gone. Oh. What's going on? His his car was still in the driveway. He was not there. They're like, what happened? His so cell phone started... was ringing from under 18 boxes. <laughs> of Christmas steaks. <laughs> they toppled over. Um, no, but sewer-like odor, apparently. So they called, like, a plumber, and they said uh, they put a cap on a sewer pipe in the basement. and they Because that was they just said. not on. They just had it exposed. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, her missing husband was, like, fifth on the list of things to worry about in that house. You haven't even gone to the rats yet. <laughs> oh, so. my Lord. Oh, wait, this is old. So it says, months went by with no signs of him. Until his wife was looking for Christmas decorations on December 11th. A little too late to the game, actually. Yeah, a little bit. But she is a hoarder. So it says, uh, she told police she went to access a storage area with, this is funny, a storage area with a door hidden behind clothes in a crowded closet under a stairway. (laughs) 
<laughs> I don't know why we needed to know that. She left out the all the boxes of Christmas steaks and and comic books and old newspapers. But um, she discovered him there. Um, kind of sad. I guess he had committed suicide. Oh. But here's the thing. They he was in she a mummified. Was a so <laughs> he was in a, he was in a mummified state. It says when the uh, this is so gross when the fluids are dried up or removed from the skin. So that explained the smell in the beginning. But while but it, it the smell did go away. I mean he became mummified. But it says right here Rogers added that an autopsy revealed no evidence of foul play and there. They still need cause of death pending a toxicology report. So, I don't know what his body looked like mummified. Probably pretty bad. But I'm bad. guessing. Well, I thought if like he committed suicide, I thought he was gonna be like, like a big bullet hole in the mummy, or like the mummy's missing half his face or something like that. Yeah. But um, do you think that he just like ate poison and then just like almost, you know, like dogs, like when they're sick, they like go under the porch. They want to be like alone. Yeah, they, do you think they, this they guy just want to go same die. Thing? Yeah, do you think that I just think it's really negligent of him to die in such an inconvenient spot? He's like, I'm gonna, cr- <laughs> I'm gonna crawl under the fridge. Is, what, so me. wait, where was he? I missed that. He was. It says right here he she went to access a storage area with a door hit, uh, with a door hidden behind clothes in a crowded closet under a stairway. So, so like Harry Potter's he, bedroom. See, this is what I'm confused about. I don't think he committed suicide. I know there's no foul play, but do you think like he was reaching? He was 54, 53, but do you think he was like reaching for something and like had a heart attack or yeah. like a stroke? They're like he committed suicide. I'm like, who who from who drinks red a gallon meat of for 53 years? <laughs> He's eating Christmas steaks. Yeah. But who like fucking goes and is like, okay, I'm gonna just fucking go crawl in this cabinet after chugging a bottle of Drano? It's like that doesn't happen, right? I mean, I don't, I'm know, not him. Not. I don't know, but um, it's a very interesting situation, and I can't believe that she had a dead body. Her husband was just like literally mere feet from her. Yeah, right next to all the Christmas steaks. Anyway, so Gnarly. interesting. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, so I've got, I've got one, which of course I didn't, I did not read the article because I don't think, I don't think reading it will make it funnier. I think just reading the headline is incredible. Uh, Connecticut, Mm -hmm. Connecticut math teacher arrested after making fifth grader faint while demonstrating a chokehold. Well, I did read the article because that was my second one. Is it funnier past the headline? Because I feel like the headline without any information is is too funny. It's not that crazy. Basically, what happened (laughs) was not too crazy. They were demonstrating jujitsu moves in class. The math class. The teacher was. Math class. She's a math teacher, and she was demonstrating jujitsu moves. Police were like, we don't know how this came up. I mean, they're fifth graders. Of course, it's going to come up. Jiu-jitsu yeah. always comes up. It always. But, but uh, yeah, I guess she put him in a chokehold, and he just fainted, and uh, she she had to resign, and now she's going to court and everything like that. But you're right. I mean, it, it's such an attention-grabbing title. Yeah. But she's a 50-year-old lady. She. Here's the thing. You can't be listening to fifth graders. That's fifth true. Grader will all... once, once you start listening and doing what they want, you've already lost. 
Yeah, you're going to get fired. They're safe. They're under umbrella of a fifth grader. You know what I mean? But I remember in high school, literally during football games, I would look over beyond the end zone and there would be like kids in my class that were doing the thing where you bend down and you breathe a bunch of times and you stand up and someone chokes you out and then you pass out. Mm -hmm. They were just doing that in front of everybody and like laughing. And I'm like, oh, that seems dangerous. Yeah, seems dangerous. But like you can't, teacher can't get involved. No, a teacher could have been be like knocking himself out. It was a woman, fifty-year-old woman. Yeah, but I mean, if it was a guy, I don't. I would have popped his head right off. Are you kidding me? <laughs> don't right. ask me to choke you if you don't want to lose your head. So, do you not have another one? I don't now. Uh, my apologies. Uh, I've got God one more. Damn it. Right. Which is a part two to one that we. I I am ninety-nine percent sure we talked about this original story. Remember when mm. Lady Gaga's dog walker got robbed? Yeah, and they her, took the she dog got, and they shot her. Shot he it, got shot, shot him. He got shot. Yeah, him. Yeah. Um, Lady Gaga is now being sued by the dog thief's accomplice, who returned the dogs, and Lady Gaga never paid him the five hundred thousand dollar reward. Yeah, so that was the thing where she said, you know. $500,000 if anybody can return my dogs. And then they tried to set up a fucking ruse where they're like, oh, we're going to like get the dog twice removed. You know what I mean? Where it's like, yeah, we're going to pretend like we got the dog from somebody else and they found the dog. And like, so the people weren't immediately connected and they're probably going to share the money. Something happened where they found out who took the dog and they found out that they're connected to the person. So they're like, no, this was like an inside job. Yeah. Which I always thought was a great side hustle. You see those posters around? Oh, yeah. $500 for a cockatoo? Go buy one for $25. Exactly. They can't be that different, right? These birds. These birds. These birds. They they just be squawking. They squawk and they flop and they shit on newspapers and eat seeds. Hard to catch, though. God, they smell. But easy to fake. (laughs) 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 I got a bird printing business. In my basement. Yeah, a couple 3D um, printers going. But, I mean, kind of like the audacity. Like, to be completely honest, I, I, I never thought you were going to get the money in the first place, even if, like, you were, like, you could have ran in there John Wick style, killed them, took the dog, handed it to Gaga, and then she still would have been, like, I thought you were going to say that it's okay. I could keep the money. Like, you know what I mean? I mean, it you is kind of awkward to be, like, okay, like, uh, okay, this is my five. I mean, it is it is Lady Gaga, you know. But True. Like, that's the thing too, where I look at these signs and I go, "How many of these people like when they get their dog or cat back, do they actually pay out?" I think they yeah. do, but some of them I've seen are like a thousand dollars, and I was like, "Okay, this person must be rich," because if I showed up, got a thousand dollars, I'd be like, "Oh, I found your dog." Would you just kind of hope they didn't see the flyer? Because <laughs> I'd be like. Uh, I only got I only got five hundred on me. Oh no! Yeah. Venmo and then works. If it was me, I'd be like, I'll wait. I'll wait. You want to ride to the ATM? I'll go. I'll drive you. Yeah. Or I'll, I'll give him half the dog back. Yeah, Pack that's it always right good. In half. That's a good move. Cut it right. Cut it right in half. Down the middle or in half? Oh, hot dog ways. Hot dog ways. It just falls over all the time. You know, hamburger or hot dog. Yeah, hot it's down the middle. Yeah. 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 Like a one eye piece of paper. <laughs> yeah. One eye, one ear. Yeah, so okay. they could like stick it. They could like stick it to a wall, and it kind of uh, looks like a dog. Yeah, but it, the right it, angle. It, yeah. But if it's not against the wall, gonna fall over. Smoking mirrors. 
You know how dog physics is. Yeah, I mean, you still try to figure out these invisible dogs, but you know. Oh God damn it! Why'd you bring those bastards up? I got one now. <laughs> you got a tooth dog, dude. <laughs> David's dog has the worst underbite I've ever seen. She's a beautiful it's, girl. It's very cute, but she's got she's got. <laughs> David took a picture of his dog and posted it on Be Real. If you guys know what that app is, and I just wrote underneath it, the thing had the. Uh, it's the biggest underbite. And I wrote teeth. And then Jared wrote, which was even better than mine, he wrote twofers. Yeah, that's what Riley calls them, the twofers. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Uh, I very... I took her to the vet recently that dog for a t- That dog front heavy. That dog front heavy. Yeah. I, twofers. I took her to the vet recently for a checkup, and the vet actually said that she's concerned about how extreme <laughs> the underbite is <laughs> because it, her, her top teeth are starting to like go into the soft palate of the bottom of her jaw. No, your dog needs reconstructive jaw surgery. I don't know what we're going to do. <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen. Okay, you got real problems. I got, I got, I got, <laughs> I got invisible dog problems. You got real fucking soft tissue gum dog problems. I have financial issues. <laughs> That's why I just want to get a golden retriever. The, the nothing ever wrong with them. They never bite no one. They, they play they basketball not, on the weekends, though. They can make me a lot of money. You can pop an ACL. Yeah. Oh, not my chair squeaking over here. Yeah, anyway, um, so I think that's all the news, right? That's all of the world's <clears throat> news. That's all of it, you guys. And most of it was do- David's dog's teeth. So, uh, <laughs> you know, the the world's in a pretty good spot right now. It's important. You know, there's no other issues besides the underbite. Just remember that. Nah. So uh, we're doing we're doing good. We're winning, everyone. Um, does anybody ever <clears throat> does anybody ever stop and look at the news and go, "Hey, there's nothing there's nothing bad happening anymore." Because I know David, you didn't really hear that. You took off your sweatshirt, but nah. does anybody ever stop and go like, "Oh, th- like we're in like a good spot now," or is it always just like, um, like looking back and being like. 2015 was so easy, but then like you actually look at 2015 and you're like, no, there's like a lot of stressful shit that happened. Is it always just reminiscing? Yeah, it's picking and choosing the good parts. I feel like it's always kind of chaotic and then people go, and then when it gets really chaotic, people go, God, 2014 was so easy. And then you look back and you're like, oh no, actually wasn't. There's something else going on. Yeah. Anyway, so that's just my little. That good little side thing while I was uh, headphones off, taking off the sweatshirt because it's yeah hot. that looked that looked painful. Is your shoulder gonna go back in? I saw you. Yeah, that was... yeah, and I don't have any skin on my forearms right now, so it had to peel it off. <laughs> anyway, let's get into these I stories. Fused into the sweatshirt. <laughs> <laughs> you remember that lady that was so fat she sat on the toilet for like years and the toilet seat fused to her ass. <laughs> I think Can't about that every never. day right before I eat. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's healthy. <Anyway. laughs> She's healthy. Okay. Um, okay. Let's get into these stories. Now, David, I've never been to Scotland, but I have seen pictures and it looks beautiful. Have you been to Scotland? I have not. I plan to eventually, but I have not yet. Yeah, everybody does. You know, everybody plans to eventually. I want to go fly fishing in Scotland. <laughs> Off those cliffs? 
There's there's some good rivers out there. Get a real long rod if you want a cliff cliff flyfish. Cliff fish. Cliff fish. Cliff fish. <laughs> so the rolling green hills, the majestic waterways, the cliff fish, and its beautiful architecture. But when we say Scotland, it's hard not to think about one of their most famous attractions, Loch Ness. More specifically, the Loch Ness Monster. And I know what you're saying. We already covered that story. Did we? Which is true. I I think you did, David. I don't think I ever actually did because I thought yeah, it was so you, well covered. No, that... you did. And I think when you opened up the story, you're like, we should have covered this years ago. I think it was like a thing. I mean, I'm not going to remember what the episode's called because we name it like Diarrhea Chocolate Bar and, <laughs> and the Hat Man. It's like... I. There's no way to there's no way to catalog our shit. Oh, I try. It's there it. was one day I was like, you know what? I'm gonna sit down. I'm gonna make a PDF file. I'm gonna go through every episode to see what we have and haven't done. And I got through like five episodes, and uh, and then my my web browser went on private, and I got really distracted for a while. I didn't get it done. Yeah. <clears throat> In the beginning, when we first started this podcast, we used to literally name the episodes like "I can't find my son." He's stuck in my trunk. I don't think like, we've done it. We, you guys, if we've done it. Because typically, if you Google Camp Strange and then Loch Ness Monster, it would pop up in some way, shape, or form. Maybe. But it doesn't come up. Okay, well, you can cover that one next because I'm covering something similar, or not similar, but nearby. It's Scottish, it's Scottish so. Um, but like I said, you know, Scotland, you think of Loch Ness. And I know what you're saying. We might have covered this, <laughs> which is true. So today I will be telling you about no monster, but instead something else strange that occurred for hundreds of years right on the coast of the very same Loch of Ness. Strange occurrences that took place on a supposed cursed piece of land, which has, which has a house built on top of it as today. As I tell you about the strange happenings of the Bullskin House. Bullskin. Well, I was going to say, is, is Scotland? Bullskin. <laughs> is that is that where the Barney Stone is? Did you just say Barney Stone? Yeah. <laughs> Did you just give me a Joe? Yeah. 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 Yeah, Peter. Yeah. All right, Peter. Yeah. Did I, did I butcher the name, too? Yeah, one, it's the Blarney Stone. Blarney, okay. Two, that's in Ireland. Okay. Three, I believe locals piss on it. They do. While while tourists kiss it. I was going to bring that up to not kiss okay. it. Yeah. Don't kiss or, it. Or if that's your thing, kiss it. Um, well, if that was the case, I would not would never kiss you. It's been a true. lot of piss on that, too. Sorry, this is a <laughs> piss fetish joke for everybody. <laughs> There's one person found it fun. <laughs> Somebody did. Um, so, I'm going to tell you about the, the Bullskin House. So, um, and it's spelled B-O-L-E, Skin House. So, on the southeast side of Loch Ness, in the Scottish Highlands, lies a home that has been shrouded in mystery and strangeness since the parish of Bullskin was formed in the 13th century. This is an old house. Old house made of old wood. 
So around this time, the people of Bullskin, how did they? Man, I kind of wish I was around when they were still naming stuff, right? Yeah. What did you name a town? What did I name a town? Mm-hmm. Uh, green, blue. <laughs> just the two green and blue. Old Yeller. <laughs> okay, now you're just taking my fucking color thing. <laughs> Mine's better. <laughs> so Naming something green... brand new, starting it with old, is funny. Is it? Is this green blue? No, no, you're an old yeller. Green blue is about five <laughs> miles up the road. You just went past red dick of a dog. <laughs> red dog dick. Red dog dick. Yeah, they got a good basketball team over red dog dick, let me tell you. <laughs> Hell of an underbite. <laughs> so so uh, around the uh, around this time, the people of Bullskin... Uh, oh, yeah. Around this time, the people of Bolskin, along with some ministers, built a Kirk or Scottish church. See, that's fun. They named it Kirk. Like a guy that sells you wrenches. You know? You know any um, Kirks that sell wrenches? No. Okay, but someone does. <laughs> so so th- that was the name of a Scottish church. Um, and they also built <laughs> a graveyard to address the two most important aspects of a newly settled area where to pray, and where to place the dead. It was said that succession succession of ministers ran Bullskin Parish and would travel the area on horseback or on foot in all weather conditions to deal with certain certain urgent problems. What what urgent problems? What certain urgent problems? I can't even say that. Certain urgent problems. Tongue twister. I'm doing... But I'm doing like an Irish thing again. The bar. Uh, welcome to the Barney Stone. We got a fucking piss all over it. Go here. Let's skip the rock. Come here. Come here, young boy. Not young boy. Uh, come here, normal age boy. You really butchered that one, huh? <laughs> no, butchering's after I pee on him, normal aged boy. So, I'm an Irish serial killer who has a pee fetish. It's a book I'm writing. Don't take my idea. I shouldn't have told you. So... What urgent problem, you may be asking? Well, nothing really that important. Just the walking dead roaming the Scottish countryside. Uh-oh. Yeah. You see, Minister Minister Thomas Houston was said to have had the task of hastily laying animated corpses back in their graves after a devious local wizard had raised the dead in the Bullskin Cemetery. You know how I know I've made it? <laughs> it's when people start referring to me as a devious local wizard. That's all <laughs> I want. That's all I want in my life. Is I want I want people to skip my house on Halloween and kids to ask their parents why we're not going to my house and their parents tell them that's where the the devious local wizard lives. It must be the coolest job. Being a devious local wizard. That sounds you so should, fucking cool. Okay, so like you're pretty your job is pretty secure. You know, you're not going anywhere anytime soon. Can you update your LinkedIn to devious local wizard? I haven't updated my LinkedIn since like two thousand twelve. And I know what you're gonna say too. Yes, it's Eugene. There's already it's our it's our it's an impacted field. Yeah. There's already too many devious local wizards, which is true. Yeah. But I think I you should, might be the youngest. I should see if I can even log into my LinkedIn. Don't do that right now. Uh, that's fine. <laughs> but I just thought it was great. So like these 
what a fucking cool movie. These ministers would ride on horseback through wind, hail, sleet, and snow to fucking wrangle. They were zombie wranglers. After a deep, like, skip the piss fetish, a serial killer, skip Irish it. serial killers. Yeah, that, that movie doesn't need to be made. This movie might, okay? Like, what a great concept. Just priest lassoing zombies hastily putting them back in their graves i like how they also said animated corpses not reanimated i mean come on what the fuck what are we doing here um so the kirk or church would go on to serve the people of bolskin for hundreds of years as the dead walk the shores and sea monsters lurked in the waters that's right i mean this place is just like a fucking i wouldn't be surprised if, if a unicorn popped in every once in a while for for a quick prayer it was a very uh cryptid heavy uh area guess so uh so this strange town seemed to be thriving along the strangeness until one day when the kirk caught fire and burned to the ground killing the congregation inside legend says i don't know how big the church was or the kirk i don't know how many people were inside or if they actually were inside but legend says that they all died in there so after the tragedy the lot remained empty for years that was until of course the bullskin house would be built right on top of the forgotten remains of the burned up kirk so like i said the the bullskin house wasn't even built yet the kirk was not called the bullskin house i mean maybe you could do transitive property the whole ship of theseus type thing you remove one plank of wood and you know you replace half the ship and you know that whole paradox of course you know it you 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 replace one plank of wood in the ship yeah uh and by the end of rebuilding the ship it's made out of all new wood is it still the same ship yeah i don't know i think the bullskin house you could say it was the kirk i like to think so okay so um so they built it right on top of the remains of a fucking burned up church with people inside of it i can't think of more valuable land you know so the the house was constructed in the 1760s by colonel archibald frazier cool name as a hunting lodge but you may be asking why build it there on top of the remains of an old church when there are literally hundreds of miles of beautiful scottish rolling hills well of course the location was chosen out of spite to irritate another man in the midst of a rebellion slash war. Um, so another fine omen to add to the already cursed land. So this guy's just like, uh, yeah, this one dude. Okay, what is this fucking, what is this war? Because they kept talking about it. I'm surprised I didn't know about this this rebellion. But it, apparently it was like pretty big in Scotland. If any Scottish listeners are out there, um... I guess this is like a big one because it kept popping up every. What the is it? Jacobite rebellion. I'm the not. Jacobite? I'm not up to speed with my. Yeah, I don't know, Scottish but there's lore. There's some beheadings involved in the Jacobite rebellion, and people were fucking pissed. So I guess this Jacobite rebellion um, had something to do with this land, and one of the guys was on one side, the other guy was on the other, and he built his hunting lodge on top of. This burned up church. Ow. I just hit my knee. Ow. Um, so 
that's interesting. If you guys know about the Jacobi Rebellion, that's, that's an Easter egg. So the original hunting lodge was expanded con- continuously by the Fraser family until 1830. All of the rooms were situated on one floor with four bedrooms, a kitchen, servant's attic bedroom above the kitchen, lounge, drawing room, and a library. D- there was even, if it you know, sounds like a normal house, sounds fine, but don't worry. Because they put a fucking tunnel linking the house to the graveyard. If you were just ever in the mood to fucking go take a stroll down to see if any devious wizards were chilling in the in the graveyard. What are you laughing at? <laughs> what? Every time I know you're laughing, it's not something I ever say. It has something to do with you. You're like, I'm looking at a picture of this guy whose head is way too big or something like that. Yeah. What what are you looking at? I changed my LinkedIn. <laughs> yep, I was right. Guy with a way too big head. There we go. Is it a devious wizard now? <laughs> it's a devious local wizard at Hogwarts. This is for this is literally this is literally for nobody. No one is going to find your LinkedIn. No, no God no. Can you screenshot and put it on the Instagram at of least? Okay, thank you. Yeah, the, is that, somebody else has to see this besides you, right? The last time someone sent me anything on this was 2016. Oh my god, I never updated, and I get these work anniversary congratulations. I'm like, I don't even work there anymore. Yeah, they're like Fox, like uh, like Alex sent me one. He's like, he's a like, congratulations. I'm like, I don't work there. He's like, I know. Yeah, I don't. I'm like, god damn it, people just use it to troll me now. <laughs> so yeah, they had a tunnel. To the graveyard, which is just another classic fucking omen to add to this haunted-ass place. So all of these tiny details would be enough to freak anyone out enough to never want to set foot in that house. Well, most people at least. But one man saw these strange happenings and events as an advantage as he would go on to purchase Bullskin House from the Fraser family in 1899. This man was none other than famous occultist and black magician, uh-huh. Alistair Crowley. I was going to say, was it Crowley? I was yeah. going to guess that. Oh, Mr. Crowley. For those of you who don't know, that is an Ozzy Osbourne song. Hey, Cra- Another... Cradle of Filth also covered it. Oh, okay. I don't know Cradle of Filth. Oh, is, you would but... love Cradle is of Filth. Is it anything like Bloodroot? Uh, it, I mean, it's definitely more established. <laughs> Bloodroot is my new favorite joke on this on this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> they don't even know they're famous. No. Well, they, they have one. They have one listener. They have they have zero monthly listeners. Yeah. But um, so for you, for those of you who don't know, Aleister Crowley was a very famous occultist. Uh, people always connect him to like uh, I don't know if they connect him to the Illuminati, but like they definitely connect him to like all of that weird shit. Like he. I don't even know what an occultist does, but we're going to get into some of the shit he did in the house. Yeah, that's, but I think that's kind just... of a broad term. Like, I have an idea, but, like, I don't know the definition of an occultist. He literally they just took the job of shit. fucking devious dark wizard and ran with it. That became <laughs> a... It, it's not that different. I'm not trying to shit on psychics or whatever, but it, it's... N- I would love a job like that. Mm-hmm. Literally, he's like yeah. he's a performance artist. Well, I saw, li- I saw a thing recently that was like one of the guys from uh, from like the ghost shows, like Ghost oh, Hunter. Zach Baggins. Zach yeah, Baggins? I guess he's like the real diva of the whole thing. But uh, 
I guess uh, one of the other guys was like, I'm coming clean about everything. And so oh. they're just going to be like, yeah, it's all fake. Some real drama. What? <laughs> what? Like, what the? Like, no shit, assholes. Like, yeah. are you kidding me? Sorry. I was just talking about it. I'm like, I love a good ghost story. Am I sitting here being like, oh, my God, we need to get the fuck out of here. It's like they have a walkie-talkie that's like, it's like we're talking to we're talking to James McMasterson. Let's see what he has to say. He died from a gunshot wound to the head. Here, let's put this out into the ether and see what he says. And they're like, they walk around the room and it just goes, "Ow, bullet!" And he goes, "Ow, bullet!" He got it's James. He got shot in the head with a bullet. It must have hurt. He said, "Ow," and he got shot. You're like, oh my fucking god, man! It's a speaking spell. Yeah. Anyway, I love it. I love it. Don't get me wrong. Great entertainment. Good stuff great entertainment so alistair crowley bought the motherfucking house so the house at the time was known as the manor of bullskin and abertarf <laughs> okay maybe we should have named this place <laughs> i definitely could have called it something better than abertarf red dog dick in <laughs> david's <Aww>. mouth <laughs> Where is it going <laughs> it's like in family guy when quagmire's cabin is called the stuff it in Pretty good. Yeah, Big Stewie, huh? Where's big. your Big Stewie? Where are you keeping that in the bedroom? <laughs> Brian. <laughs> Brian. Brian. Hey, hey Peter. Where's Brian? Big yes, family Brian. guy. He's a big family guy. Hey, Lois. <laughs> How get, many I of gotta... these do you got? Hey, Peter. <laughs> I'm not doing Meg. Let's Fuck hear her. your Bonnie. Joe. <laughs> pretty good actually yeah, it's good that that's not bad you definitely haven't practiced that in the one in the mirror <laughs> trying to anyway. help you uh, thank you uh, thank you david so um amber tarf uh it was after the name of the local parish so they named it bullskin and abertarf manor bullskin and abertarf um so crowley believed the location was ideal to sequester himself to perform a series of operations known as the sacred magic. <laughs> Sorry. I just like perform a series of operations. I'm like, that is, you sound, you sound like Bill Walton. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This guy's even describing a basketball play or a fucking seance. Like, it's just so funny. I want, dude, I could have been such a great oils fucking snake oil salesman of course i mean that's I'm basically like, what this entire podcast is <laughs> <laughs> basically we're not giving you actual information it's just we're we're giving you cotton candy that we're telling you is a vegetable it's just like crazy yeah. um it melts in your mouth and turns into sugar yeah no no real sustenance involved no um so like i said he was performing a series of operations known as the sacred magic of uh, Abra Melon, the mage. <laughs> I love it. Abra Melon, the mage. Wait, it's not done. It's not done. Wait. Wait. Operation Zone as the sacred magic of Abra Melon, the mage, taken from Grimoire called. Taken from Grimoire called the Book of Abra Melon. What does that mean, dog? <laughs> He'd make it up shit. Yeah. Anyway, I would have loved that. I would have just like lit some candles, mm-hmm. stood in one spot for 30 minutes, and been like, I 
I need time to think about this. Yeah. And I just be like, I hope lightning strikes nearby. And you're also being paid by the minute. You're like, oh, a, yeah. you're like a sex phone line. Oh, and every single person does the same thing too. Yeah. It's like a sex phone. Line. More horny. And when I'm staying in the middle of the room True. In, in the pentagram, but I love it too because like Nothing literally but all robes. You, all you have to do no underpants underneath. Um, but it's funny because when you do that shit and like nothing happens, they all do the same thing. They go, ah, the vibes are all, like something's yeah. something's like interfering with like my psychic ability. I'm like, it's oh, the really? moon. It's uh, the moon's off tonight. The moon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who? What the fuck? Who? Who brought that candle? Is it? Is that vanilla scented? I told you. Is that apple no crisp in fall? Get that out of here. What is that? Sandalwood? You <laughs> motherfucker. Come here. Who brought the sandalwood candle? Oh, my God. Demons hate sandalwood. You know this. Did they, you read the pamphlet? Sh- they're not going to show up. <laughs> so, so, according to Crowley, in this book, Oh, in his book, he wrote a book, The Confessions of Aleister Crowley. Get straight to the point. In order to perform the operations, the, quote, the first essential is a house in a more or less secluded situation. There should be a door opening to the north from the room of which you make your oratory, a.k.a. speech. Outside this door, you construct a terrace covered with fine fine river sand this ends in a lodge where the spirits may congregate the purpose of this ritual was to invoke one's guardian angels which is interesting because people always go like alistair crowley bad guy demon guy but he's trying to like summon some guardian angels which is pretty you think people would be down with that pretty cool yeah but i love it too literally He's like fine river sand. I could just be like, I need, uh, I need a terrace with a ton of Lego man heads, mm-hmm. at least five thousand outside of the house. Yeah, and but none of them can be from Star Wars. No, 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 from Star Wars. None from Star Wars. No Grebo yeah. heads, please. No. <laughs> um, is Grebo a character? I think so. Is he the one that shoots first? No, that's Greedo. Oh, him too. He none of him either. And also, I need Lady Gaga's dog. <laughs> Get me them, my my minions. So, um, anyway, so it requires at least six months of, uh, I guess this fucking ritual requires six months of preparation, celibacy. Okay, I'm in abstinence from alcohol. I'm out. There ain't going to be no summoning here. Um, However, it also includes the summoning of the 12 kings and dukes of hell. Okay, that's pretty cool. That's where he gets, that's his reputation. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty punk rock. To bind them and remove their negative influences from the magician's life. See, he kind of went nice again there. Yeah. He's like, I want want to summon the demons to tell them to, to kick rocks. Get the heck out of here. No one wants you no more. You mean. While Crowley was in the process of performing the lengthy ritual, like lengthy, we said, stood there for 45 fucking hours and been like, I can't get a good connection. I have no bars. 
<laughs> so, uh, but while he was doing his lengthy ritual, he was called to Paris by the leader of the Golden Dawn, which I believe was like another yeah. occult fucking. You yeah, know. I think that's a big one. Yeah, that sounds very familiar. According to legend, he never banished the demons he had summoned. No, that's leading a, to that's a rookie move. Yeah, leading to strange happenings occurring in and around Bullskin House. Dude, you left the fucking oven on, you dick. Oh, I'm sorry. I got to head out here. The guy who's like set up, who has to blow out all the candles is like, whoa, 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 wait. They're still here. You're leaving? Yeah. He's like, someone's got to go kidnap the dog. <laughs> so, so Crowley became infamous for stories of conducting black magic and various other rituals while residing in the house. One of the one of his pseudonyms was Lord Bullskin. <laughs> okay, that sounds like he has a growth somewhere. Um his lodge keeper, Hugh Gillies, suffered a number of personal tragedies, including the loss of two children. That's sad. Yeah. And Crowley later, so they're saying that the demons were fucking affecting people that hung around the house longer, including blowing out the candles, Hugh Gillies guy. And uh, Crowley later claimed that his experiments with black magic had, sim- uh, had simply got out of hand. He left the property in 1913, moving to a modest cottage for some time. So from 1913 to 1970, uh, just like a bunch of shit happened. So I'm just going to read this paragraph off. Like It says, a series of strange events took place related to Bullskin House. After the First World War, uh, Hollywood actor George Raft was involved in a scandal selling shares uh, for a pig farm supposedly built on the grounds of Bullskin, except the farm did not exist. That's not really – that's just a bad con man. Yeah. And he chose a haunted address. <laughs> <laughs> he just didn't look up he didn't google it for the uh you know backstory i'm like i have i'm selling a i have a, i have a pencil company and they're like where is it i'm like it's a it's at a place in germany it's called uh it's it's at a camp in germany oh, here Christ, look at this <laughs> i didn't say anything god but they're like this looks bad on paper i'm just saying that's what i'm saying you okay know, it's a not a good location to pick for a business dog so um after the Second World War, the house was owned by a major uh, by a major Edward Grant. Uh, in 1965, Grant committed suicide in Crowley's bedroom with a shotgun. That's a little more personal. Not quite uh, falsifying a pig farm. Yeah, as as we like to say, <laughs> uh, like when the cop walks in and he sees him with a, with a shotgun and what used to be his head, and he goes, "Geez, well this ain't falsifying a pig farm." It's a, that's a classic cop talk. <laughs> I've seen CSI. Yeah. <laughs> and the other cop goes, Jesus Christ, man. He goes, what? So after this, a newly married couple moved into the house. The wife. <laughs> okay, here we go. The wife was blind. And after a month, the man walked out, leaving the woman wandering around the unable to see. Why did he do that? Not a good guy. It's a bad daddy. I'd leave him if I could see the door. (laughs) And if he didn't already leave me, dick. You're on fire tonight. Thank you. (laughs) It's all the demons around me. It's it's, it's my pentagram I painted on the floor. In 1969, Kenneth Anger, uh uh-oh, an experimental filmmaker with an interest in the occult, 
learned that the house was on the market and rented it for a few months, I guess, to make a short film. I don't know what the short film is. I kind of want to get my hands on it. Yeah. But nothing really happened weird there. But when word of an Alistair Crowley occult, because this was in 69. So when word Ayo. of an Alistair yeah, I know what happened in that film, oh, boy. Oh, 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 oh. oh, welcome to the dog, red dog, dick in. So when, when, when word of an Aleister Crowley occult house resurfaced in the late 60s, fellow occult enthusiast and legendary rock guitarist of Led Zeppelin, Jimmy Page, bought the house a year later in 1970. So that experimental filmmaker, I guess, I guess Jimmy Page might have seen the film because he went and bought the house. And if you guys don't know who Led Zeppelin is, I mean, fucking. <laughs> uh, name three songs. Nice shirt. <laughs> I don't do that. Music's for everybody, and yeah. t-shirts are for everybody. Yeah. You could wear a Barney Stone t-shirt, mm-hmm. and I won't say anything about the Barney Stone. Yeah. I won't or pee on barn. your shirt. I well, I might. <laughs> so, uh, so Jimmy Page was a collector of Crowley memorabilia, which is kind of weird. Um, kind of cool though. Yeah. I mean, I mean, Zeppelin was like, kind of devil music when they were like making music. Well, it's like, I mean, was it? That's the thing. It's like, do you lean into the like if I was a rock star and someone's like, you make music about corn dogs, I'd be like, I, I kind of want to make music about corn dogs now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I feel like I wasn't, but you said I was, so now I want to to lean into it, right? Exactly. I know exactly so, what you're talking about. So Jimmy Page, big corn dog musician over here. All the songs, if you listen to all the records backwards, they're about corn dogs. That's crazy. I didn't know that. Yeah. You want something new? I guess this podcast isn't non-educational it's true okay david there's some education to be made there's some there's some so jimmy page was a collector of crowley memorabilia uh who had read a lot of crowley and was fascinated with his ideas at the time page bought the house it was in a state of decay but he felt it would be good atmosphere to write songs however after arranging for the house to be restored, he spent a little time at Bullskin, leaving things in the care of his friend Malcolm Dent. When asked why he was chosen, Dent explained, quote, Jimmy Page caught me at a time in my life when I wasn't doing <laughs> when I wasn't doing a great deal and asked me to come up and run the place. I never did establish why he fixed on me. When Dean moved into the house, it was a wreck. He's Jimmy Page, someone that no one would notice if he just disappeared. Here's the thing: Jimmy Page was just fucking throwing this guy a fucking bone and been like, "Hey, can you like watch over my be- my little cottage on the beautiful Loch Ness in Scotland?" Yeah. And this guy's like, "Yeah, I'm not really doing a lot." And this guy has the audacity to talk shit. He's like, "I was a handout, buddy." I'd let you live in my cabin. I'm gonna give you a couple about it, a couple dollars, and this guy just fucking throw it back in his face. Cause something happened to Dent. Cause when Dent moved in to the house, it was a wreck, and it had been more or less abandoned. They'd been at least there had been at least one fire there in you know from like 1916 to 1970. Parts of the building were missing, and it had been badly patched up. The grounds which at one time had been very nicely laid out, were gone to hell, he said. 
Although Dent was a skeptic of the paranormal, he soon started to experience strange occurrences. After a few weeks, he heard strange rumblings from the hallway, which stopped when he investigated, but resumed after he closed the bathroom door. After researching the house, he discovered the rumbling in the hall was supposedly the heart of Lord Lovat, who was the Lord of Parliament, who, who, was a, who was seen as a traitor and became the last man to be beheaded in Britain. Okay, nice. So I don't, I don't really know. So this guy was like a big Scottish, he was like a Scottish dude, okay. but he got his head chopped off in uh in in England yeah. last person got his head chopped off there so i guess his heart came back to to came back to the cabin okay uh oh it wasn't his heart it was supposedly the head of lord oh, lovat okay so it was it was his chopped off head it was a ghost head and i just wrote i don't know how his ghost head got back to scotland but they gave a long-winded explanation that i don't want to read cuz who gives a fuck it's a ghost head <laughs> That's the best type of ghost to get is just the head. They can't move. Yeah. Have you been on uh, when they got the fucking uh, the haunted, haunted house? mansion? Yeah. yeah. It's in the crystal ball. Yeah. That was that was always one of my favorite rides. Last time I went to Disneyland. Last like three times I went to Disneyland, it was always mm-hmm. closed for some reason. Oh, really? Pissed me off. I feel man. like that ride breaks a lot. Yeah. It's old. Yeah. Um, Dent also experienced... The, quote, most terrifying night of my life at Bullskin. He awoke one night to hear what sounded like a wild animal snorting and banging outside his bedroom door. It went on for some time, and it was not until morning that Dent dared open the door. And there was nothing there, apparently. Dent added, whatever was, whatever was there was pure evil. <laughs> Fucking noisy, pure evil piece of shit. Another another friend who stayed at Bullskin awoke one night claiming she had been attacked by some kind of devil. Mm. Other occurrences such as chairs switching places, doors slamming open and closed for no reason, and carpets and rugs rolling up unexpectedly, unexplicably, failed to deter Dent from staying. Dent met his wife at Bullskin and raised his family there. What the fuck? <laughs> Although Jimmy Page never spent a great length of time there, he did everything he could to return to the house. Oh, to return the house to how it would have looked during Crowley's ownership. For example, he commissioned an artist, Charles Pace, to paint some Crowley-esque murals on the wall as well. Just to wrap this up, the house changed hands a few more times in the subsequent years until 2015 when there was a massive fire at the residence, destroying the majority of the structure. No. It was said that no one was home at the time of the fire, but that it was suspected that the flames started in the kitchen. To this day, they are unable to figure out how the fire actually started. The house still sits on the coast of Loch Ness in ruins, waiting for another cultist to bring it back to its former glory. Or did the spirits inside destroy the building to finally be free as long as the building remains splintered and charred i guess we'll never know is it for sale um no a a like bullskin society owns it now it's like owned by a group of people but it's 
there was another fire in 2019, like 2015, there was a fire 2019. There was like another like slight fire for like what remained of the building. And now it's like even smaller, but so we couldn't buy it, rebuild it, turn into where we fly to Scotland every other week to record an episode. Oh, I love that. (laughs) I love that. Honestly, that might be like, one of the most active places I've heard of. Yeah. It's like it's got it's got some they got Loch Ness right there. Absolutely. It's beautiful and creepy. Yeah. I mean, Crowley was in those walls. Oh, he was cool. all up in those walls. He was oh, scurrying around, he used to picking play up crumbs. Game. Yeah, he used to play this game, Rat Boy. Rat Boy. It was a really really fun game. Yeah. He he'd paint himself black. Okay. Put a tail on. Yeah. Whiskers. Was it a pink tail? It was a long pink tail. Red. Oh. Red tail. Red tail. It was a red tail. He'd tuck it back. <laughs> anyway. So, and then he would just, he'd crawl into the walls. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And he'd go, I'm evil. Feed me cheese. Yeah. Anyway, that's, if I'm, if I get fucking exercise tonight, it was Crowley and he got mad about that one. He wants more cheese. Anyway, so that's he that's needs the, more cheese. That's he the needs difference. more cheese. So, uh, Bolskin House, love to talk to Jimmy Page about it, but yeah. um, he's not know. he's not replying to my DMs. No, he's no. still alive, isn't he? Yeah, he's. Yeah. Uh, I think he's like seven, late seventies or something like that. I okay. looked him up and I was like, oh shit! I'm like, cool. He looks good too. Because their singer's dead. No, Robert Plant's still alive. I thought Robert Plant died. I don't think he died. I'm, let me see. I think I just Googled him, too. Robert, maybe he did. Fuck. Did he? Wait. No. He's 74. Huh. I thought they were older. Yeah. So weird. Isn't it? Very. <laughs> anyway. All right, Tobin. Uh, this story was brought to me uh, by... Brought to you by Arby's. By a good friend, uh, Michael... And uh, you've met Michael, and uh, there's well, there's a good connection with the story and myself. And uh, this is the story of Neil Falls. Is that a waterfall? No, it's a man. Oh, uh, not too much is known about Neil when you know you're looking at his youth, but what we do know is that he was born September twenty fourth. 1969 uh, okay and none other than eugene oregon whoa most haunted fucking place full of hippies uh, devious wizards there's at least one devious uh, local wizard in town (laughs) and it's official uh neil was born into what was called a impoverished family along with nine we have those yeah i think everybody does (laughs) <laughs> along with nine other children. Oh, so yeah. So one of ten. Kind of hard to not be impoverished with those stats. That's Depression-era math. That's like, that's like have as many as we can because, like, it costs money, but, like, they're going to they gonna start making us money soon, right? Yeah, but this is also, right? also you know, 69 um, oh, you're right. But they did that. In the yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure. Version. I'm not sure what place he was in the ten. You know, I don't know if he was the first, the last, middle, mm. seventh, third. What's the best? What's the best slot? I say like third. No. Third out of no. third out of eleven. Ten. 
I would I would go f- five to nine. Mm, right in the middle. You like the middle spots. Yeah. Not mm. as much pressure. Yeah. I'd not want to be the first one. You just get more and no. more anxiety. Yeah, you become the, the the third parent. I'm like, how are we getting poorer? What is happening? <laughs> Breaking my back out here. Uh, Neil and his family were a traveling family. As in his youth, the family moved around a lot, not staying in one place for too long, but they stuck within Oregon state lines for the most part. Hmm. Uh, during Neil's school years, Neil started to show a strange and alarming fascination with firearms. What? Which would eventually turn into an obsession with military paraphernalia. Oh no, he's ROTC. Oorah. I mean, we all had those kids in school. Uh, hell, I'm I'm sure we have a few of those kids listening now, and there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> I, I want to. You better be one of those kids who has stolen valor and goes to the mall and tries to get discounts. And you're At like Wetzel's question, pretzels. Yeah, and they fucking confront you, and you're like, "I'm ROTC. I'm ROTC," and like, "I'm gonna serve. You wait. They, you wait and see." I love those videos where the the person breaks it down. They're like, they're like, they're wearing an army camo with air force badges. Let's go confront them. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and they're like, what, what brigade are you in? Yeah. Like six Red dog, Dick brigade, <laughs> wild dog six. I'd be like, what brigade were you in? And he's like, the guy's like 48th infantry. I'm like, pussies. No. <laughs> <laughs> You just don't tell him you call him a pussy. You leave. That's yeah. how you win. You always. That's how you always win. Yeah. I'd be like, oh my god, you're gonna tell on me. Fuck off. <laughs> Let me steal some valor. Uh, no after- one ever goes after the village people. We talked about this last time. It's true. I feel like as long as you're upfront about, it, you know what? But honestly, the village people Imperson- probably did serve in Vietnam. Impersonating a police officer. <laughs> oh, they probably did. Yeah. And honestly impersonating a leather daddy is not a cool crime to commit. So that guy better been tying people up, hitting them with a little whip. You know, I'm going to go out on a limb. I'm going to say he was. Yeah, probably. (laughs) So after leaving high school, uh, which falls, I don't think took too seriously. He went into the workforce of low skilled labor work to make a living. Hell yeah. Uh, At this time, Neil seemed to, you know, he seemed to be like a plain Jane law abiding citizen who uh, just really loved camo. <laughs> uh, Neil never broke the law. He had a clean Those slate. Those are the guys you have to fucking watch out for. Yeah. And he, yeah, no one who loves camo that much. Come on. Uh, we got airsoft for those guys now, but like. True. Very you true. Know. Uh, Neil never broke the law and lived a sober life staying clear of alcohol and drugs. Uh, he just worked to live and support his collection of weapons and ammunition. For the most part, uh, all of his friends and people who knew him only had good things and positive things to say about Neil. Like, no red okay. flags. They said he was a nice guy. Uh, early 1992, Neil moved to Greensburg, Kansas, where he lived with his father until his father passed away three years later in 1995. Mm. At this time, uh, with the loss of his father, he decided to pack it up and head back home to Oregon. Fresh back to Oregon, Neil needed work. This is where he would start 
a job working as private as a private security guard. Uh, but with that job, it was mandatory for employees to submit their fingerprints to the national database after he finished his official training. Uh, you can't have them. They're covered in Cheeto dust. You can't have them. They're mine. It's going to ruin that ink pad of yours. I chewed them off. I got too much Cheeto dust on them. I chewed them to the bone. There ain't nothing left. You can't have them. Uh, I'll eat your ink pad. <laughs> Neil, with his official training, um, he was open to working bigger and better security jobs. And in the year 2000, Neil moved to Henderson, Nevada, where he would spend eight years working security for the Hoover Dam. Oh. Classic. American. I would. Oh, love that dam. Talk about Depression era. Am I right? <laughs> yeah. Big old slab no, they, of concrete. I think they actually, I could be wrong. I'm no historian, but I think they built the Hoover Dam as a way to create a ton of jobs during that era. Yeah, they might have. I don't know. I think. I don't know anyway. enough about it. Uh, I also heard uh, there's also this this myth. I don't think it's true that like people who fell into the concrete of the Hoover Dam and like like sunk oh, yeah. in the concrete, they just left their bodies in there and shit. Oh yeah, I've always heard the theory that from Nevada, there's like hundreds of bodies of like the Las Vegas mob like killing people and throwing them in the wet wet concrete and stuff. Oh really? Yeah, I don't think there's actually any bodies in there, but like there's at least one. Cool. No, there's got to be one. Yeah. Is it Neil? Could be Neil. Uh, during his time at the old Hoover Dam, Neil started to exhibit what this article called deviant behavior. Hell yeah, he jacking off at work. Which uh, lists off that he was abusing animals in the desert. Okay, that's which, different. <laughs> which I don't know the extent of the abuse. What would you rather get caught doing? Between... Yeah. Between. There's usually options here. I, I told you. Jacking off at work or abusing animals in the desert. What are we saying? What, what Define abuse in this scenario. Are they going to ask me to define jacking off? Like, am I beating them to death with a rock or am I having sex with the animals? You tell me what this man was doing. I don't know, but he was disciplined for it. <laughs> when you said he was disciplined for it, I thought you meant he was like a trained soldier like he was disciplined to like no other person could do the stuff he did this animal but he was so disciplined he was really good at it not he was <laughs> didn't hurt the animals at all <laughs> he was disciplined he went through all the way through with it no oh so he was in trouble yeah he got in trouble for it um yeah you can't be hurting aminals out in the desert i tell you that yeah or I, anywhere don't hurt them I'm kind of thinking he was having sex with the animals. Um, oh, you think? Yeah, because around this time, Neil decided to test the waters of spending his off time with sex workers and befriending various pimps in the area. Okay, d don't. That's not bad. I'm not saying that's bad. I'm not saying it's good. <laughs> but I'm not saying it's bad. I'm joking. Don't hang out with <laughs> pimps, you guys. Don't do it. I love it pimps need friends be, too okay people go, like, se they go sex workers like it's still a job like it's a worker but like but no one defends pimps no <laughs> people are like a prostitute is like hey there's a service that people need and if you legalize it it's safer but no one's like yeah. pimps 
pimp is a real job. It has benefits, and uh, you get to meet a lot of nice people. Yeah, great conventions. Yeah, you get to earn, learn money management and discipline, team building skills. <laughs> anyway, oh, yeah. Um, and it was also noted that in the mid 2000s, Neil would take a little vacation to the Philippines in search of the sex tourism the country oh, has yeah. to offer. I was going to say, this guy, he's a red dog. Let's just call him that. Let's call him what it is. Uh, he's, to- a, he's a what? He's a hornball. He's a corn dog hornball. Yeah. Uh, 2008, Neil was charged with sexual harassment of a colleague. Uh, which led to him being forced to quit his job at the Hoover Dam, which is interesting. They, won't, they, they won't didn't fire they him. They didn't fire him, but they gave him the option to quit. Neil, we're gonna we're gonna. Well, you're not getting a real. severance package, buddy. You you're just leaving. We're gonna make this real clear. You can work anywhere you want, but right at this place. Neil, you, now you are an unsafe person. <laughs> what does that mean? We cannot have this... you working safety. What does that mean? Okay, here's the thing, Neil. We're going to make this really clear. A paycheck will not show up at your house anymore. <laughs> we will not be fired? paying you. <laughs> Am I fired? I'm going to make this clear. Don't do shit here anymore. <laughs> Don't come okay. back. You, your key card does not work. Uh, After losing his job, Neil started to bounce from state to state, constantly changing where he called home. And uh, for the years between 2009 and 2015, he lived in Oregon, Indiana, Kentucky, and Texas. And during that time, he would rack up, I think it was like 30 traffic violations. What? Yeah. Like speeding tickets or like parking tickets? I mean, it doesn't tell you. A I big guess, mixture but. of, I think, everything. Damn. Damn. I kind of envy those people. I know people who like can park places and not give a fuck. I got one I'm and like, it ruined my life. I'm like, yeah, I'm like literally standing in front of like the three signed pole by the curb. Well, I mean, and that's, like, that's LA, though. LA that is unreal. LA. And I'm like, it takes you 15 th- minutes to read it, and you get a ticket while you're reading the damn sign. The third Tuesday of every month, you yeah. could park here for 15 minutes. Like, I'm so confused. Yeah. Unless uh, you have a backwards hat on. Well, that was like when we were, when I was in LA last, and uh, for Alex's wedding, we went to, uh, we stayed in a hotel that was pretty close to my old apartment when I lived in LA. And so we were going to our old like hangout spots and there's a bar in Culver city, downtown, um, downtown Culver city that is called Rocco's. It's a cool little sports bar. We'd go there all the time and, uh, we were sitting there and they started pulling up like blockades and stuff and they just start towing cars left and right as fast as they go. Really? And the signs were like, once the weekend hits, there's no parking on the street. And all the cars were from out of state and like they had the cars, hooked. they had the cars hooked up like two minutes before it hit the time. And then the cop like gave him a thumbs up and they peeled out with the cars. Oh, that's so fucked up. Yeah. And I was just like, we were like, they did not do this when we lived here. Like that's so, yeah, they changed that whole downtown in terms of like the street and everything. It's too swanky now. Lost it's its charm. Like bus lanes and shit. I don't yeah. know. I don't, I didn't approve. I don't approve. Yeah. It kind of bummed me out to be honest. Yeah. 
So in January of 2015, Neil found out the unfortunate truth when he finally thought he found a woman to settle down with, but it turned out that she was already married, which left Neil heartbroken. But in that same month, Neil's mother would pass away. Uh-oh. So The fuse uh, is getting lower, people. Yeah. Learning the truth about the woman he loved and the passing of his mother in a short period of time, Neil falls started to spiral mentally it's not really fair that like this this woman was like buying stamps at the bank and he's like i'm in love with you she walked out they 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 were they were sexually involved oh okay i thought he was like literally followed her out to the parking lot and saw her like get in the car with her husband he's like oh god i knew her so well no i don't think that he realized that this woman was cheating on her husband with him which I kind of feel like maybe he even felt bad about that. Like, He's like Michael Scott. He's like, I'm the mistress? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, trying to piece his life back together, Neil would return to Oregon once again to undergo another training process to get his security job back after losing his license from the sexual harassment case. Mm-hmm. Uh, Neil would work with a private sector in security in Oregon for a few months. But by that summer, he moved to Texas and then to West Virginia after Texas. Dude, how how do, do you people move do that much? I don't get I, how people do it. Dude, okay, I you know you don't I can, own anything. I don't know. I know, and not only that, but like just the anxiety. You know? Oh, I hate I hate moving. Oh, I gotta find all new restaurants. Oh, fuck. No, I, I gotta find that. a new burrito place that knows my order before I even I, roll up. They're like, "Oh, it's Monday <laughs> at noon. He's gonna be here. Start oh. making." <laughs> oh God, I only have thin jackets. Oh, why did I move to Kansas? Uh, so shortly after Neil moved to West Virginia, he met a new sex worker named Heather Soul. Um, Neil and Heather would chat online until Neil found her address and decided to pay her a visit. I'm not sure if it was one of those things where like he sent her a gift and she gave him his, his address or something, but somehow he got her address. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the best way ever unannounced, Neil entered Heather's home. Women love that. Um, and held her at gunpoint. They love that too. <laughs> I got you this. Heather <laughs> well, described, not this. I got you the bullets inside this. <laughs> you want them? Heather described the struggle by saying, Oh, no. When he strangled me, I, gra- oh. I grabbed my rake. And, okay. Outdoorsy woman. And when he laid the gun down to get the rake out of my hands, I shot him. I grabbed what? the gun and shot rake behind me. Bullets. Oh, she shot behind her? Yeah, no Fucking look. John Wick? John Rake? No scope. Um, John Rake. John Rake. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm ready. I think to I'm ready. To rake rakey. these leaves. I think uh, I'm rakey. <laughs> Oh, I'm excited for the fourth one when he uses the rake. <laughs> so this guy shows up with a gun, points it at her, 
doesn't use it, starts strangling her. I thought he liked her. I don't really get where this escalated. I mean, yeah, I'm curious. I'm curious on how this started. Um, but Neil was pronounced dead at the scene. Oh, after suffering a gunshot wound to the head, killing him instantly. Whoa, three six. That is a three sixty no scope. Yeah. Um. So four pairs of handcuffs were found on Neil's body. And, wait, wait, uh, wait, 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 on his body? Like, in his pockets. That's no fair. He could he did not even a fair fight. He had four handcuffs on him. <laughs> okay, I'm done. And uh, when the police searched his vehicle outside, they found a machete. Duct tape. Axes. <gasps> knives. Fuck. A shovel. Oh. A sludge hammer. Bleach. Oh. Plastic trash bags. Mm-mm. A bulletproof vest. <laughs> Dude, that wouldn't have been helpful anyway. <laughs> Clean white socks. <laughs> okay. And Maybe some has, like, underwear. Mittens. Oh. Well, actually, he it's sh- funny they clarified that it was clean white socks and underwear. Like, oh, they definitely weren't clean. They definitely weren't white no more. You know what? I kind of, <laughs> that's, that's fair. Um, you know, I kind of don't believe those last two things because if he was really traveling, he would have 18 pairs of socks and underwear. It's true. <laughs> Just like everybody, you always pack way too much underwear and way too much socks. You never know. But yeah. he was just going to the beach. He wasn't in West Virginia. Doing, wasn't doing anything. That yeah. touched the water? No, we gotta go through Virginia for that, right? I think so. It is west. It is west. So police took one look at the evidence and came to a quick conclusion, matching his previous locations of living, and realized that there were a total of nine women who were sex workers who were announced missing or dead in the areas what? and times that he was living in the places. No way. Good little twist. Much. Oh, we haven't gotten to the twist yet. Much like Heather Saul, all of these women advertise their sex work online. Mm. A list containing the names of six more women who are also sex workers were found in Neil's pocket. Uh, The police were terrified that they were too late to save these women. But with some investigations, they checked and cleared all the women to be alive and well. Oh, they were like next on the list. Yeah, potentially. Oh my! Oh my God! In 2018, Neil was tested was tested for having involvement with the I-70 killer murders. So two years before. Oh wait, no. No, this is 2015. So yeah, after that, they were testing his DNA and stuff to see if he was the. I-70 killer, uh, which were a series of killings in the Midwestern United States in the spring of 1992, which Neil was a resident of Kansas at the time. Uh, But no physical evidence was ever found to connect him to the murders. Mm. Uh, With Neil Falls dead, there is no way to confirm that he had killed the women but names of the, but the names of the women the police have called his victims are, Jody Brewer, Lindsay Marie Harris, Misty Marie Sayens, Tiffany Sayer, Shasta Himmelrich, Charlotte Trago, Tamika Lynch, and Wanda Lemons. 
So with the police pinning all these murders on a dead man, it always begs the question of, did he actually kill them? Or is there still a serial killer living loose and living comfortably with their cold cases closed, pinned on the wrong man? Mm. Well, the reason I bring this up is the connection I have to this case isn't just the fact that the killer was born and lived a good chunk of his life in my hometown. The connection is when he returned to Oregon the last time in 2015, before his death, Neil worked for someone I know as a security guard. What? And that individual was questioned by the police and FBI about Neil's whereabouts on certain days, uh, questioning if he could have been somewhere else doing murders. And uh, this individual had confirmed that it was not possible because Neil was working for him at the time at certain locations during the suspected killings. Holy shit. So was this a case of police just trying to wrap up cold cases? We will probably never know. Did any of the women that you named, were they on any list that he had? I like do not believe car. so. I mean, just the, f- I mean, I, mm, that is a good question. Like you wanted to be him because it, it wraps up everything, but, but you also like don't you said, want a serial killer on the loose or, yeah. or nine individual killers not brought to justice. Mm-hmm. But then again, you know, he did break into her house with a gun. So I'm not saying he's like a saint or anything. I'm not defending him in any means, but the Were same. all these women shot? I'm assuming. I don't. I don't believe. Oh, I, he strangled, but he didn't shoot her. He started strangling her. At first, yeah. But like that might have been his his mo. But he had a like, whole hell of a lot of stuff to depo- dispose of a body too. No, no. I'm saying. I'm saying. Like, um, I would love to know like how these women, these previous women, died because if it was all by strangulation, then it yeah. might have been him. If it was like. But yeah, I guess you're right. Maybe it could have been a sledgehammer. Maybe it could have been like he might. The machete, the axe, the knives. I mean, mean, some, some, a lot of murderers, I think, follow the same MO. Yeah. Because like they get something from it, whether it be like a sexual thrill or they don't mix it up much. Ease or clean up. Yeah, exactly. But like if you were like a smart serial killer, do not take advice from me. I'm not telling you to do this, but like, you know, switching up your MO would make it much harder to catch you. So. I am interested in how these women, I mean, these cops know, so that's why they probably tried to pit it on him. Maybe I, they were all I read that they, they had found some of the bodies that had been dismembered. Oh, they're still all missing, huh? But a lot of them are just missing. Oh, fuck. I think it was four of them had been found, five of them were still missing. The The shitty part is, too, it's like sex workers, like that happens a lot. You know, oh, not all the a, time. A lot. I don't know if it still happens a lot today, but like that's why it's so dangerous. It's yeah. just like it's illegal activity, so like they don't want anybody, let alone police, around them. So yeah. it's always like a very secluded. Hey, Jack the thing. Ripper. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, was that legal back then? Prostitution? I think. Uh, no, I mean they I had brothels, but I don't know. You would think. I don't feel like it was because I watched that one movie about... Sweeney Todd. No, the other one. What? Fuck, I forgot. Jack. It was was about 
it was about Jack the Ripper and he was and oh. the the prostitutes that they followed they were always like hiding from the cops and stuff so oh, it kind of okay, yeah. kind of felt like it was not cool but you know that's a I movie mean, so who knows I was no, I wasn't right. alive I don't know I was alive yeah. and it it was not legal I, okay. I agree with you yeah they had books they still got books from then mm-hmm. law books big thick law books. Every page says, don't have sex. It's illegal. No yeah. more sex. No more sex. Mm-mm. Top hats are very legal. <laughs> very legal. Everyone had one. Long long chops. Long sideburns. Very legal. Today, I was driving, and I saw a car that had a big window sticker on the like the back. Not the back back window, but like the back passenger door window. Mm-hmm. And it was the big top hat, and above it, it just said, hat. That's fucking sick, actually. I love. I was. I was dying laughing. Loved it. Serial killer. That's Jack the Ripper. Yeah, absolutely. That was Hat the Ripper. <laughs> it's the Hat Man. John Rake and Hat the Ripper. <laughs> well, good on that woman for popping them. Yeah. Stop popping them and stopping them and dropping them. Pop, lop, and drop them. Anyway, <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> Good. Thank you guys so much. Are you good? You you done? I'm you done? D- I'm tired. Let's do Me this. Me too. Anyway, <laughs> thank you guys so much for tuning in once again. We love telling you these stories, and we love when you stick around and you listen to them. You listen to them. And if you guys want any more information, you can go to Camp Strange Podcast on Instagram, where David will show you his local devious wizard LinkedIn profile yeah. picture. Um, I'm excited to see it. If you guys want to send us anything, send it to campstrangepodcast at gmail.com. If you want any merch, by a large, if you're a man that weighs 186 pounds and you're 5'8", just pure muscle. <laughs> get a large. Don't get a medium, you know. Um, but, uh, yeah, you can click the link in the bio on the Instagram, and you can find uh, our merch on there because we got a new shirt out. So check that out. And rate, review, subscribe, share it with a friend, you know, especially this episode where we talk about dog dicks. <clears throat> but only a little um, bit. What else do we got at the merch store, oh, David? No. Come on, give them what they want. I got a necklace made of beer cans. Oh, I got teeth full of cavity holes. That's crazy. I was going to say I got a crocodile tooth. <laughs> oh, fuck. I got a, I got a, I got a Parthenon pillar. I got the wings of an angel. In the wings of an angel. Is that Hinder? Or is that <laughs> Kiss of an Angel? It's seal. I got a Hinder CD. I got a room for rent. I got two tickets to Daughtry, and you're coming with me. Uh... I got a signed copy of the Bible. I have a Cincinnati Reds hat full of clam chowder. I've got a plastic candy cane full of bubble gum from 1992. I have a swift elbow to your temple. I got a wooden ladder. You can't just say a thing that's not even. That was way too fast. Like I have to think of this shit, and you. Uh, I have a baseball. <laughs> Fucking go. I got Babe Ruth's ulcer. I have a calculator. <laughs> I have sixteen chinchillas. 
and and they're and they're ready to breed. I have six teens in my basement. (laughs) Yeah, center block made of jello. I have forty-five extra teeth on my feet. I got uh, a a mascot costume. I have a tiny guy that screams at nuns on Thursdays. I've got a big guy who is a nun. <laughs> on Tuesdays. <laughs> nah, he's on Wednesdays. <laughs> Tuesdays are off. I just towed your car. <laughs> it's Thursday. <laughs> I got a coupon that gets you coupons. For someone who didn't want to do this, you seem like you like doing this. I don't know, man. <laughs> Still letting it rip. Okay, two more, two more. I have a pitchfork that I'm throwing like a javelin. I have Chris Hemsworth's soul. <laughs> okay, let's wrap it up there. He's going to want that back. Anyway. He's going to have to okay. wrestle me for it. Oh, I bet he will. <laughs> okay, thank you guys so much for tuning in. David, do you have anything to say before we officially head out? Uh, Yeah, new new shirt on the merch. Go check out the new shirt on the merch. You heard him. And don't forget to stay strange.